praise the Lord. Jesus is Lord. Thank you for joining me today. How are you doing? I am Dr. Ruth and we are celebrating Christmas 2022. Glory to God, it came upon us so fast. And I know that Jesus Christ wasn't born on December 25th. I know, but as a church, as a body of Christ, we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ on December 25th as a way to say, thank you, God. So we are blessed that God came into this world to, to reveal himself to us through the birth of Jesus Christ. We are blessed that God came into this world to bring his light to shine onto the darkness. So we celebrate December 25th as the birth of Christ. Glory to God. So this Christmas season, this Christmas 2022 here at the ministry, our theme, our Christmas theme is understanding the nature of God through the birth of Christ. Glory to God. I'm not sure if you are aware that if you were to study the birth of Christ, God the Father has revealed a lot about himself through the birth of Christ. And you know, a lot of you hopefully are familiar with the Christmas stories and the shepherds and the angels and the wise men or magi. How about we just pause from that and just take a different look and reflect on who God is through the birth of Christ. So I am doing a mini series, okay, titled Understanding the Nature of God Through the Birth of Christ. And this is so important because as Christians, growing in our knowledge of who God is, is fundamental in the way we receive from God and the way we allow God to use us to bless others. So, as I mentioned earlier, this is a mini-series and it has two goals. The first goal is to help you to know God more. See more of the nature of God through the Christmas story, through the birth of Christ. That way you can grow in your relationship with God. And number two, as you see more or as you understand more the nature of God through the birth of Christ, you would open your heart to allow the Holy Spirit to help you to exhibit or manifest Christ-like qualities or to exhibit the nature of God so others can see and be attracted to the God that you serve during this Christmas season. Mm -hmm. You see, the thing I like about the Christmas season is that there is, uh, in a way, a heightened sense about who God is, who Christ is. So this is an opportunity for us as Christians to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal God in us to others so others can come to know God and to enjoy a blessed Christmas and moving into the next year. So that is the goal for this mini-series. And throughout this mini-series, I will discuss four revelations of the nature of God through the birth of Christ. Today, I begin with part one. We will look at the nature of God's humility. God is humble. The humility of God that is evident through the birth of Christ is amazing. So we will get into that as we get into the scriptures. And then in the upcoming uh, days, I will discuss the other three revelations about the nature of God through the birth of Christ so that we can uh, really know God more and allow the Holy Spirit to use us to bring blessings to many others. That is God's will for us. 
glory to God. So let us get into God's word and to uh, study the scriptures so we can see how God revealed himself to us through the birth of Christ. I get into the gospel of Luke chapter 2. So let's get there, Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 14. This is about the birth of Christ. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. Verse 5, he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. Let me pause here. Let me just paraphrase that. Mary and Joseph were pledged to be married, and Mary was found to be pregnant. Let me explain this. It is crucial. Joseph and Mary did not have sex. Joseph and Mary did not engage in any sexual relations. And Mary was found to be pregnant. Mary was impregnated supernaturally by God the Holy Spirit. Did you get that? The conception of Jesus Christ was supernatural by God the Holy Spirit. Why is this relevant? Let me explain. Please open your heart to receive this. Let's get back to the beginning. If you remember, the Bible teaches us in Genesis chapter 3 that Adam and Eve, the first human beings created in the image of God, transgressed God's law, the sin against God, and mankind fell from grace. And ever since, sin and death entered into God's perfect world. As a result, every human being born into this world by a woman inherits a sinful nature. You remember that, right? And then when you come to Christ Jesus, you accept him as your Lord and Savior, you are delivered from that sinful nature, right? Good. So, think with me here. Mary and Joseph were human beings like you and I, right? which means that they had inherited that sinful nature that all of us inherit when we are born into this world, right? Now, Jesus Christ had a supernatural conception by God the Holy Spirit, which means that the conception of Jesus Christ bypassed that sinful seed. The conception of Jesus Christ bypassed that sinful nature that every human being, again, Mary, okay, and even Joseph, inherited when they were birthed into this world. So by Jesus Christ's conception, bypassing that sinful seed, Jesus Christ supernaturally came into this world. Come on, listen to this. Jesus Christ supernaturally was birthed into this world without any trace of sin in him. Jesus Christ's conception and his birth into this world 
bypass that sinful seed, that sinful nature that every human being inherits. As a result, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Did you get that? Let me just re-say that. Let me re-say this. It's important. The supernatural conception of Jesus Christ was such that he bypassed, he did not inherit any sin, he did not inherit any contaminated sin from the fallen nature. So Jesus Christ is the Son of God, qualifying him as your Messiah, qualifying him as the only supernatural virgin birth, the only Messiah. Only Jesus Christ in the history of the world had this experience. Only Jesus Christ qualifies to be your Messiah. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was 100% God. And because he was birthed into this world by a woman, he had flesh and bones just like you and I, that made him the Son of Man. So Jesus Christ was 100% Son of Man, 100% Son of God. This dualistic nature of Christ is evident throughout the scriptures and we receive this by faith because this is a revelation of God. Come on, somebody. And the Bible teaches us in the Gospel of John 1, verses 1 through 14, this supernatural birth of Jesus Christ was God himself in the flesh. Glory to God. We are blessed. This is enough for us to pause and say, thank you, God. So let, let us just pause right now and say, thank you, God. For such love. Just repeat after me. Thank you, God, for coming into this world because you love me. Thank you, God, for coming into this world to reveal yourself to us. Thank you, God. We are blessed. And you know, this is a good time for me to say this. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, He came into this world for you. And later on, he died on the cross for you. So right now, as you are believing what I'm saying, I'm trusting the Holy Spirit. He's speaking to your heart. Just say, Jesus Christ, come into my heart right now. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer genuinely, God has accepted you. Glory to God. Jesus Christ is the only way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the only one who had this supernatural conception no one else in the history of the world so rest assured jesus christ is your savior okay glory to god let us move on here okay so we are now in verse six while they were there referring to mary okay and joseph while they were there the time came for the baby to be born and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Ooh, let's pause here. Already we are seeing God's humility through the birth of Christ. I will talk more about this in just a few minutes, but let me just say this quickly before we move on. Jesus Christ, God himself in the flesh, was wrapped in cloths, just like any ordinary child birth into this world. God is so ordinary. We make God so complicated. God is so simple. Mm -hmm. And the Lord Jesus was placed in a manger. 
That is like a box. I will talk about that in a minute. In a manger. Don't you think God would have chosen some high caliber inn in Bethlehem or some high caliber house for, for the birth of Jesus to take place? But number one, prophecy had to be fulfilled and God had to reveal himself to us as simple as ordinary so we can relate and have this relationship with him. God is humble. And look at the end of that verse there. There was no guest room available for them. Whoa, the owners of the inn or the owners of the, of the guest room didn't have room for God. Wow. A lot of times we read these stories, we don't pause to ponder. They did not have room for God. Just like today, many people don't have room for God in their hearts. Many people don't have room for God in their homes. But God wants you to invite him in. Okay? God is so humble. Okay, let's, let's proceed here. Verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that would cause great joy for all the people. Good news. Like I said earlier, the birth of Christ, good news. We celebrate Christmas because it's the best news. That God loves us so much that he was birthed into this world in an ordinary, humble way. It's the blessed news ever. Verse 11. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Glory to God. Peace to the world. So, from this passage of scripture about the birth of Christ, I have discerned four major revelations of the nature of God through the birth of Christ. So, today, as I said, I will discuss one. Number one, God is humble. God is humble. Let's go back to verse 6. It reads, while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. In a manger. What is a manger? I looked it up on Webster. And according to Webster, a manger is like an open box in a staple design to hold food for livestock. Pass. <laughs> Let's think about this. Essentially, the Lord Jesus Christ, God himself in the flesh, was birthed in an animal house. Mm -hmm. Wow. In a manger. He was placed in a manger, a box where they put food for animals. How humbling is that? As I mentioned earlier, God would have chosen the highest, best 
five-star hotel in in Bethlehem back then, but God is humble. We see the humility of God here. God allowed this birth to take place in an ordinary, simplistic way. Glory to God. And another thing that a lot of times we don't consider is the absolute fact that God had to entrust the birth of the Messiah into the hands of Mary, a teenager, and Joseph. How humbling is that? Some of you, today, you will not take your wife to some hospital. You will not take your wife to certain types of hospitals or birth centers for your child to be birthed. Mm -hmm. But God is so humble. So we see the humility of God right here. Jesus Christ, wrapped in clothes, just like any ordinary child and placed in a manger. Wow. So why did God choose or allow this ordinary birth of Christ? Number one, to reveal his humility to us so we can emulate that. Are you seeing that? Number two, to reveal his simplicity, his ordinariness to us. God is so simple, so ordinary, we make it so complicated. Keep it simple, yeah? As an example, Maybe you've had this experience just to show you how simple and ordinary God is and how he talks to us in ordinary ways. Have you had this experience where you're driving down the street and then you just have a thought, especially as a Christian? You might have had a thought that says exit. Mm -hmm. Did you obey? A lot of times that is God just leading you through a different route. And you know what many people will do? Many people will discount that. Boy, I have experienced that countless of times when I'm driving and I would just have this thought exit. And I've just learned to trust these, these thoughts because that's God the Holy Spirit talking to me and I would exit. And then later on, I would find out that there was an accident or there was a major traffic delay. That's how ordinary God speaks to us. That's how simple God is. At other times, it could be just God placing a thought in your heart to call somebody. Don't rule that out. That is God telling you to encourage somebody. Don't make it so complicated. Mm -hmm. Many times people wait to hear some audible voice or some display of, of cloud and fire before they say, oh, that's God. But God is simple. God is ordinary, okay? So what is true humility according to scripture? Let's get into this. In a simplistic manner, Humility can be described like this. Number one, humility is obeying God. As simple as that. Obeying God. Obeying the decrees of God. When God says to do something outlined in his word or a thought in your heart that is consistent with his word, such as to forgive, to give, when God says you should do something and you refuse, that is not humility. Because when you refuse what God is leading you to do or showing you to do and you choose your own way, you know what you're saying? You are saying that your ways are better than God who is your creator. Mm -hmm. You would be exalting your ways above God's. And that is not humility. That is pride which God dislikes. So humility is simply obeying God. Number two, humility is freedom from pride, self-arrogance, 
Okay? That's, that's really humility. Valuing others as created in the image of God. You're free from pride. It's not about you. It's about God. Oh, come on, somebody. It's not about you. But God loves you. As you reach out to others, God will bless you. You value others. You don't put others down. Humility is, is exhibiting self-control in every area of life. In your thoughts, in your speech, in your actions. And as Christians, we can do this. Because the Bible teaches us that self-control is the fruit of the Spirit. Humility is power subdued. It's a person who has the power and ability to act accordingly, such as to enforce a punishment or a judgment, but that person chooses not to do so because of love and compassion. That's true humility, according to scripture. And Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, model this to us. As an example, Matthew 26, 53 teaches that when Jesus was being arrested, here's what Jesus said. Matthew 26, 53. Do you think I cannot call on my father and he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels? The answer is obvious. Yes, Jesus would have. But he restrained himself. He had power and authority to just knock all of them dead. But because of love and compassion, he humbled himself because he loves you. He loves me. He was heading to the cross. The Bible teaches us that the Lord Jesus exemplified humility throughout his ministry. There are only two people in the entire scriptures that are called humble, Jesus Christ and Moses. Let's talk about Jesus Christ here. Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, exemplify humility. So we have an example how to do this and we have help from the Holy Spirit to help us. Let us get there. are so many scriptures. I have time for one. Philippians 2, 5 through 11. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Verse 9, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah! Powerful. A lot in this passage about practicing humility. Number one, as you listen, Jesus Christ respected God the Father. He obeyed God the Father. He chose to obey God the Father. And let me tell you this, brothers and sisters in Christ. Hmm. In God's kingdom, please listen to this. In God's kingdom, humility is the key to access God's blessings, favor, and reward. 
and God's promotion. Let me repeat this. In God's kingdom, in the kingdom of God, humility is the key to access God's blessings, his favor, and his promotion. If you want to be promoted in God's kingdom, humble yourself. So, how do we practice humility this Christmas season and every day so we can allow the nature of God to shine through also we can attract others to God so they can enjoy the blessed life that God has blessed us with. Number one, the first thing to do is to ask God, the Holy Spirit, to help you, to embolden you to practice humility. Because as I mentioned, Galatians 5, 23 through 24, fruit of the Spirit, self-control, that's humility. But you need help from the Holy Spirit. God is willing to help you to exhibit and practice humility because that's the key to access his blessings. That's the key to access promotion. That's the key to access his favor. So ask God to help you. Number two, obey God. Make a decision to humble yourself and choose God's ways of doing things. When God says serve, serve. When God says give, give. When God says call somebody, you do. Some of you are watching me, you have grudges in your heart towards other people. Come on, humble yourself and let it go. How do you humble yourself? You pray for someone else. Mm -hmm. When you go on your knees to pray, don't pray for yourself for a season, pray for somebody else. That's humility. Friend, as you do that, God answers your prayers effortlessly. Oh, come on. Pray for your enemies. Jesus teaches us to do this. You can through the power of the Holy Spirit. That is humility. And as you pray for somebody else, as you pray for your enemies, you take your minds off of you and you focus on God. And you're going to receive God's blessings without even asking God. That's how it works in the kingdom. Pray for somebody else. Make it a habit to pray for people. Humility. Offer encouragement to others. Come on. As you are being blessed by the Lord, you have joy. Share that with others. Just call somebody and say, you know what? God loves you. Just call someone and say, I'm thinking of you. I'm praying for you. Encourage someone. People need encouragement today. That is humility. Don't worry about you for a minute. God is taking care of you. A lot of times we are like, well, what about me? Well, God is taking care of you, you see. <laughs> Another way to practice humility, serve at your local church, volunteer to serve in the house of God. It's okay if you don't belong to a local church. You can serve anywhere in the spirit of Christ. Come on. Show respect for others. That's humility. Respect your seniors. Respect your supervisors at work. Respect others. That's humility. Value others. Show values for others more than you. That is what the Bible teaches. God values you. But show value for others. Consider others' opinions. Mm. Be compassionate towards others. Don't be too quick to pass judgments. Don't be too quick mm. to write somebody off. Listen to them. Mm -hmm. And just show compassion. That's humility. And most importantly, 
admit it when you're wrong. That's humility. And take responsibility for your actions. That's humility. As you are practicing these simple acts of humility, know that God will reward you, God will exalt you because that is a promise. Humility is a key to receiving God's best. And many scriptures teach that the rewards or benefits of humility are just countless. Let's just go over a few. 1 Peter 5, 5 through 6. In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourself to your elders. All of you, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. Because God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, and he may lift you up in due time. Exactly. Humility propels blessings. Don't worry about promoting yourself. God will as you humble yourself and obey him. God, God will. Proverbs 11.2 When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. Glory to God. A humble person is a wise person. Mm. <laughs> when you humble yourself, you are being wise. Mm. And you will experience the peace and the joy of the Lord. Humility is wisdom. Oh yeah. James 4.10 Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Glory to God. Jesus Christ, God himself in the flesh, was so humble. So this Christmas and always getting into next year, Make a decision to cultivate a lifestyle of humility. God will reward you. Boy, if you're seeking for God's blessings, this is one way to receive it. Just humble yourself, obey God, mm, reach out to others. You're going to have the blessings of God chase you, the peace of God, the joy of the Lord, the strength of the Lord will fill your heart and people will see Christ-like mannerisms in you. You will be attracting others to Christ through your humility. You will be so blessed and God will be glorified. You will have God's blessings chase you. Friend, this Christmas, allow the Holy Spirit to strengthen you to exhibit Christ-like humility. Friend, I want to say that next few days, remember to join me as I discuss the three other Revelations of the nature of God through the birth of Christ. So this is all I want to say about humility. I am just trusting the Lord that you have been blessed by this teaching. And if that is the case, give it thumbs up. And most importantly, keep out uh, or just watch out at the next couple of days for the remainder of uh, this series as we talked about the nature of God through the birth of Christ. And if you said that prayer earlier and you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, Welcome into God's kingdom. And please contact us. So I want to personally send you a book that will help you grow in the knowledge of God. Welcome into God's kingdom. And so let me just pray for all of you. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for every listener right now. Thank you that their hearts have received this teaching on humility. I pray, God, the Holy Spirit, that you strengthen them. You just teach them how to walk in this humility in every area in their lives because this is your will for them. I pray you use them ooh, to bring many 
into the knowledge of Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I pray that your loving nature shine through them so many others can see you in them. I pray you use them to bring joy, peace, and hope to at least everybody they meet during this Christmas season and even into the next year. Father, because it is your will that we allow the Holy Spirit to exhibit this Christ-like humility, self-control, joy, hope to the dark world so many can be saved, so many can experience your peace, your joy, and your hope. Thank you for the God, for your faithful in doing these things. And I have prayed in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And everybody who agrees says, Amen. Merry Christmas 2022. God loves you.